everyone and welcome to After Dark Analysis. Today's episode of Why This Is A Thing is going to be on zombies. To understand the full history of the zombie genre, we're going to need to go back to 1932 with the first zombie film, White Zombie. In the 1930s, the idea of zombies were based more in voodoo. It was reflecting the cultural fear at the time of different races and different cultures. Like many older films at the time, the racism was fairly transparent. It was to treat people as savage and stupid for having a different belief system than they did by relying on voodoo. This all changed in 1968 with Night of the Living Dead. While this movie is often hailed as being heavily about race relations, which is a topic I'll get into on a completely different video, Romero stood by the fact that he cast Dwayne Jones because he had the ability to act and carry all the dialogue. Many took this as a simple, black guy saves a lot of white people, and he was one of the first black leading men. I would argue Romero's stance of casting somebody more on ability than appearance is actually a more progressive stance than what people are already giving Night of the Living Dead. The other very important factor is we're no longer looking at voodoo. While it's never really outright stated what caused the zombies, there's a couple of theories. There's radiation from a satellite or a superbug. Fortunately, Romero never clarified before his passing, so fans have just kind of run with it. Both of these theories, though, are deeply rested again in fears at the time. While race relations weren't great in the 60s, using the transparent racism that we had before was definitely not going to play as well. So changing the factor to either like a superbug or radiation from a satellite was more based in science, which was a fear at the time, and not really knowing where all of this technology could lead us. The impact of these films, though, can be felt even to 2004 with the remake of Dawn of the Dead, where we introduced yet another change to the zombie genre with the fast-moving zombie. This was a change due to the audience. The old shambling zombies had become a joke, much like the old shambling slasher, where they're walking a few steps and the only way they could have possibly caught the victim is by them falling. These had been long-mocked horror tropes, and it was time to adjust the formula. After a film like Scream did so well, the horror audience became much more savvy and debatably jaded. Since we had seen and had this genre for so long, we had seen a lot of what there was to see. So changing the zombie from something slow-moving into something faster made the terror more realistic to a new generation. In the 1960s, we assume the zombies move slow because, well, they're dead. They're rotting. You're going to not have the type of muscle tissue you had when you were alive. Because especially considering how long your body has been dead, there's definitely going to be some atrophy and decay. With the 2004 change, the logic then became, well, they can't feel pain. They can move as fast as they want. It doesn't matter if they break a bone or something like that because they're not going to feel it. Not only did the Dawn of the Dead remake change the zombie genre once again by introducing this idea, it kept the very progressive ideals that we were introduced to in the original Night of the Living Dead. For the fast-moving zombies, actual amputees were cast because, logically, they're going to move faster with a missing limb. They're going to be able to get around things and know how to move better than somebody pretending like they don't have a limb. It made perfect sense. 
a casting choice which again made perfect sense but in a weird way is incredibly progressive. It also addressed the idea of birth among zombies. Normally how it is in the zombie genre is you get bitten or scratched in some universes, you become a zombie. You get infected with a virus, it takes over or whatever is causing it. Bite equals change. So that's always kind of been their method of reproduction and keeping their numbers up. In the new Dawn of the Dead, we actually get somebody giving birth to a zombie baby, which again, biologically makes some sense. The mother being infected, the infection's going to be in her bloodstream, and babies share everything with their mother. They have to. They're completely dependent on what flows through her womb. If the infection's in her blood or in her body, the baby's going to get it. So while this probably won't be become the preferred method of zombie procreation, it is now possible and been addressed in canon. But regardless of time period, the zombie genre has always relied heavily and boomed in social unrest. If you think about a zombie attack, the first thing you want to do is get out of heavily populated areas. You want to avoid zombies, when in reality, you really just want to avoid people. If there is a lot of social unrest going on and a lot of rioting, looting, things like that, you want to be out of major metropolitan areas. You want to be as far away from people as you can be to protect yourself. Well, yeah, the human would be able to think and feel and do things. It's a nice disguise for a real issue of when people are upset and talking about revolution. In the 30s, it was a fear of other cultures. In the 60s, it was about race relations and integration at the time. And currently, it's about all of the issues that still exist. Nowhere does this become more apparent than in horror satire and sometimes horror comedies when we have people fighting for quote-unquote zombie rights. We have a disenfranchised group that is being pulled and rooted for by an outlier group that could be a part of the group in power. These films, while they might be humorous to think, well, somebody being reanimated doesn't make sense and why would they deserve rights, a film like Homecoming, to not give any spoilers, was zombies coming to life for a purpose that was very transparently political. Making the point of these films abundantly clear, we should re-examine the way we treat each other, as well as the way we allow our governments to treat us. All of these tensions are always underscored, currently at least, by a threat of biological warfare, or unknown diseases. Night of the Living Dead specifically name drops Fort Detrick, and being from an area that's not too far outside of Fort Detrick, I can say there's a lot of rumors always swirling about what goes on in there, and normally it's an accusation about the Geneva Conventions being violated on U.S. soil at that place in particular. If we look at something like Zika, we know it's bad. We know if a mother's infected, it can very easily cause harm or even kill her fetus. Well, yes, Zika came long after zombie baby, it's still relevant to our fears today. The fact that many cultural commentators have made videos and written articles about how a zombie boom in horror is typically indicative of a liberal being in charge politically, and the vampire is typically the result of a Republican being in charge. Vampires representing sexuality, which the right tends to be kind of against freely being out there, and the zombie boom comes when a liberal's in charge because 
of frivolous, mindless spending like a zombie would shamble on about. While obviously those are both not flattering stereotypes on either side of the fence, it's still a way to bury social commentary in a film to comment on a bigger political issue if you don't necessarily want to make a political film, which people probably won't go see, but they surely will go see a horror movie. So what do you think? Do you like zombies? Do you not like zombies? Are you kind of wishing this boom would be over? Are you kind of wishing the boom continued? Let me know in the comments below. As always, if you like what you're hearing, please hit like, comment, subscribe. If you don't like what you're hearing, please leave a comment and let me know. Thank you.